Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations about sex and sexuality. And this week, I have two. That's right. It's a threesome. I have two very special guests. Um, this is uh, someone who contacted me, and I'm so pleased that they did because I'm very interested to share what they do, introduce them to all my listeners. So without further ado, please welcome the Toronto cuddle couple, Emma and Pablo. Hi, how are you two? Hey. Hi. I'm doing great. How are you, Erin? I'm doing really well on this on this rainy afternoon. I'm feeling very snugly and cuddly and don't really want to leave my bed. So a lot of people feel, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's a little harder, though, now with COVID. We're kind of all stuck inside and separated from each other. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> and I think this is very going to be a very timely episode. You know, I think a lot of us are really feeling that, like, lack of intimacy, lack of physical intimacy, that like skin hunger thing. I think a lot of us are really kind of realizing Mm -hmm. how important physical touch really is. So um, why don't Mm -hmm. you both introduce yourselves to my listeners just so people get an idea of who you are and what you do? Yeah, so we are the Cuddle Couple. My name is Pablo and this is Emma, my partner. Uh, we started this in the summer just after being really inspired on um, noticing like how much touch has affected both of us in our lives and, and how much healing we've received from it, as well as how much healing I've seen other people go through just as like throughout their own journey when they realize like that they really need more connection in their lives. We disconnecting from our races, disconnecting from our activities and realizing like, you know, all these things kind of external distance from what we really may really need, which is a connection to our body. And yet, as much as we have these external outlets, something that can can kind of trick us is when we go inward and all this kind of self-work, we don't realize that ultimately that does go to the outside world. And so through cuddling is is one of the one of the points that really connect um when we think about uh kids and babies when they're younger. It's their first, that's their first form of connection. That's the first thing that feels safe. And as we're adults, we're, we're constantly taught to kind of be strong, be independent, and kind of build ourselves up almost as an island. But through cuddle therapy, we want to be introducing a way to, to kind of encourage people to know that this is a place they can come and they can rest and they can seek that out. Because otherwise, in sort of, you know, traditional uh, friendships and relationships, unless you're opening up, and even then, it can be really difficult to to find people who really feel you on that on that touch based level and know that you're you're in a safe environment where you can you can seek out platonic touch without anything getting fuzzy in relationship. Yeah, amazing. Well said. Emma, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I just want to add that uh, a lot of people are feeling it these days. I think that uh, um, many of us are feeling isolated or alone. Um, and we may, it may, it's a good time for us to reflect on what it is that we need, uh, especially now after seven months of, of COVID and being indoors. Uh, a lot of us are feeling this, this real need for touch. Um, and many of us are wanting to explore it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think of it as, as either, you know, you don't really have very much touch or you have sexual touch, but there's a whole breadth of touch and intimacy in between mm-hmm. so that's what we uh, we are trying to, to talk about here definitely and what I would like to eventually get into is how we can do this safely concerning like the pandemic and everything that's mm-hmm. going on right now so I would love to hear maybe like the second half we can talk about the certain things that you have in place to make sure that people are like physically safe while booking you for instance like what are your COVID procedures but also like just in general how we can still access physical touch with people while remaining 
COVID free (laughs) or doing our very best um, risk assessment wise to remain COVID free. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I love, I absolutely love that I've got you on the pod. I'm just like, so (laughs) my, my brain is like swimming with questions. So perhaps um, I'd like to ask you, uh, you kind of just momentarily alluded to what touch has meant to each of you, like in your lives that brought you to this professional but can you go into a little more detail into like your background surrounding touch and what brought you here into this business? Well, for me, um, dance has been a, a big outlet. And uh, I know my, and even before that, my family was, was pretty affectionate. And yet, for whatever reason, and I speak from past from real reason, you know, you kind of, you pull away from your parents, you pull away from your family because they mean something different. Um, but I think in my teens, I started to notice that even though I pulled away from that sense of intimacy with my family, because it felt a little bit too close, like too, I think because it started getting associated with romance and sexuality, um, I still started to feel a lacking of touch. And, but at, at that age, it still didn't make sense to me to only seek that through, you know, physical contact and friendships. Um, but as I got older, it really, like how much touch is important to me. And how much it's important to a lot of other people. And, and suddenly I started to meet so many different people who really crave that touch and really crave that sort of raw connection where you could just, you're in a, in a, in a longer, you know, hug, a couple second greeting. And, um, and I think meditation so kind of pushed me down this path as well. That kind of really got me um, observing body, like getting to know my body a lot more and like what it has to say on a given day. Um, and that's something that we, we also end up implementing in our practice because people come in, they're, they're kind of all tied up in the hustle and bustle of life. But then once we kind of go through some of our warm up exercises, they start realizing like, oh, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this other thing. And, and they kind of get to, to kind of, you know, desync from their minds for a little bit and sync back up with their bodies. And, uh, and it's something that I've found like that the body just, it doesn't lie. And, and I know I'm sure you and, and many other guests on your show have, have recognized that in their own work. Um, yeah. I, I think that's lovely. Like, so meditation, dance, your own personal experiences with your family um, and kind of the, the definition of physical touch kind of changing throughout puberty. I think that's a very interesting narrative that a lot of us can um, relate to because I, when I think back, I'm like, oh yeah, around that time, you know, you start to not hug your parents as much, not be as physically close with your family. And that's very interesting that that's because then the narrative that you're told, like the script that you're given is that physical touch is for romantic feelings or for sexual feelings only. And that's just not true. And that's so sad that at that time when we probably need a hug the most, mm-hmm. we deny ourselves of it uh, for some reason, mm-hmm. for, the, for those reasons, that, that messaging that we get. So for Emma, how about you? Yeah, so I think for me, um, I grew up with very little physical touch. And it kind of clicked for me when I, I, re- I grew up doing a lot of dance, but it was a lot of individual dance, dancing more alone. And it was um, a few years ago when I started doing dance that was more contact oriented that I realized like there was so much coming up and it was like, oh, like, you know, this and that. And like, I, I was feeling so many things and I'd come home and I'd be like, whoa. And, and it's and I just wanted more touch and I wanted I wanted to experience it more. And and it felt really like I had a whole lot of different emotions I think because I hadn't had it growing up and it just was bringing up different things for me so that's where it started and then I just happened to start meeting more and more people who were more touch oriented Um, and this was in a non-sexual context so for me it was always just in a sexual romantic context that touch happened Um, but I was getting more and more exposed to to people who just practice the touch in a platonic way um, and that's when I met Pablo and it just it just like I felt so many amazing emotions after that and that's kind of where it started for me it's I, I just wanted to bring this to other people I think it's also a good vehicle for for 
um, connection and community and just feeling part of something. And also for me, I, I, I had done a few years of um, talk therapy and I found, I found that I, personally, I found that I was getting a lot more from touch. I think more was coming out in a more organic way where I didn't feel like I need, like something needed necessarily to be processed. It just kind of got processed on its own. And it, and it felt like for me, a lot was stuck in my body that was coming out through, through touch. So that felt really good. And that's what I want to bring to others. That's amazing. I love how that you're kind of talking about the different types of therapy, you know, we can receive. And, um, you know, depending on your own individual subjective needs, views, experiences, like maybe something like touch therapy might work, um, might connect better for you, might like make things click more, might allow you to express yourself better than, for instance, like you mentioned, traditional kind of talk therapy. So that's just such, again, just a very interesting background that you kind of noticed like, oh, I think I actually do more, you know, expressing of myself, um, releasing of emotions, maybe like having cathartic feelings through like this kind of therapy as opposed to this kind of therapy. So that's just very interesting. Can you tell me, because Pablo, you alluded to um, kind of before a session, some types of warm up activities that you kind of do to kind of help a, a person feel kind of grounded in their body. Maybe the two of you can like walk us through what a session with you might look like just for people that have like literally no idea what we mean when we say cuddle therapy. Yeah, so when we say cuddle therapy, we're we're referring to as as we've all kind of said um yeah like just a way to tune into your body that can can be potentially healing for you since everyone's different um and so for for each session um the the warm-up can start like a days before because you know we're, we're in contact through through text or through a call just kind of checking with how you're doing um, as soon as you step in the door, the warm-up is starting because depending on where you kind of place yourself in the room, it, it gives us a lot of information of like where you're comfortable at. I mean, you could be standing by the door, you could be taking a seat on the chair, you could be taking a seat beside us, um, you could, you know, absentmindedly take your mask off when after mind you put your mask back on. But it's it's all these little moments where we just sort of really try to pay attention to to where you're at and we'll offer you tea, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll breathe it through you, we'll talk about like how your day was. This is generally what fills the first 15 minutes. Um, and within that 15 minutes, we'll, we'll take some time to stand in the middle of the room and gently, progressively, we'll apply pressure and different levels of touch uh, across your body um, just to, to kind of encourage the sense of, of presence like when, especially when you come towards the feet, we'll kind of press towards the ground, letting you kind of feel your toes press into the floor and kind of reminding you, like, you know, your toes are pressing into the floor, you know, and what is your breath doing right now? And, and when, you know, we approach, you know, your leg, we're like, okay, now your leg is pressing into my palm or my palm is pressing into your leg. It's kind of in these soft ways where we're encouraging you to, to appreciate um, the different information that your body's receiving at every given moment. Because I think, um, yeah, like I think it's it's really easy to to take a lot of life for granted on a very subtle level because we can, if we pick up a, a cup of tea to drink it, like we might just think, oh, I'm thirsty or oh, I like tea. But there are all these little small moments can happen, and I know this comes from a meditation background. It's it's just the the whole warm up is is just a process that's um that's trying to that, that we try to offer to to encourage you to just sort of check in with with where you are right now because. Like we reiterate each each time, each session, um, every session is different, and what you're coming in with one day can be very different from the next day. Every person is different, and we really want to encourage that wherever you're at, it's totally fine. Like this is this, we encourage to be a place of rest for you. And so for you, if a place of rest is being is not even being touched, but being in a room with two people who are willing to hold space for you and be there with you. Um, I think is something that's that's really precious to actually have dedicated time where you know that you're coming to a space where you are going to be held and received as you are and not expected to be anything in particular. Definitely. I love how I love the parallels between like what I'm because I'm a I'm a professional dominatrix. So I love kind of the similarities I'm seeing 
um, to what the two of you do when you receive a client um, to what I would do typically like in the beginning of a session or like right before a session because that is exactly the same type of things that I do. I want them to get like acclimated to the space. I want them to see me as my authentic self and to know that they're in a safe space, to know that um, I'm here for them and this is like dedicated time, you know, and attention to them. And then even the way I do a warm up in a scene is actually very similar to that too. <laughs> it is kind of with like doing breath work, doing grounding work um, and like, you know, doing like awareness body scan type touch um, and encouraging them to be present and be mindful. So I'm just like, I'm so, I'm so pleased that like, this is kind of, now I'm like, okay, we do ver something very similar, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you would like to add, Emma, as far as like the, the warming up of the scene? And then, wait, do you even call it a scene? You probably don't. <laughs> That's a kink thing. Um, <laughs> or like of the negotiation or like correspondence that happens beforehand. Do you have anything to add to that, Emma? Yeah, well, I think that people have all sorts of ideas or maybe even reservations of what this could be like. So some people may feel very shy before even calling us or contacting us and other people may be like okay I just need tons of cuddles you know um, and I think a misconception is that you know as soon as they walk through the door we just cuddle them and that's all there is to it and no it's more it's more than that and we 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 try to really cater as as Pablo's already said we try to cater to really to everybody and so the call in ahead of time is really to get, you know, for them to get to know us, ask, ask us any questions that they may have, any reservations that they may have about it. And so hopefully by the time they're here, they feel a little bit more comfortable and they, they know what they're, they're getting into kind of, they know what, what, what to expect. So um, this is part of the making, you know, setting, setting the scene yeah, and making them feel comfortable and, and ready. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also like that you're saying some people expect that, like, this type of a service is like, I come in, I get cuddled, and then I leave. And same thing with mm -hmm. me. People think that, like, they come in, they get spanked, and then they leave. And it's like, oh, no, honey. <laughs> it's, like, so much deeper than that. You know what I mean? Like, not that not that, that can work, too, but... Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of what we're doing right now is just education, because... This, this is also a pretty new service to Toronto. Not many people know about it. So a lot of our videos and our content is geared towards just explaining what this is and what to expect. Right. Yeah, totally. Because are there a lot of cuddlers in Toronto, for, for instance? No, there aren't very many cuddlers at all that we've found. Um, there are a lot more in, in the West of Canada <laughs> and in the mm -hmm. States and Japan. But in the East Coast, it really hasn't been something very present yet. I just wanted to to uh, yeah enthusiastically yeah share that connection with um, BDSM and and cuddling, and how yeah like I'm, I'm sure as you know, whenever you really dive into anything, you can really start to notice how you know how you do one thing is how you do everything, and then the same thing with BDSM. Like whenever we're exploring, our like when you're when when you're exploring your sessions and how we're exploring our sessions, yeah, there is still that that mutual means of connection through communication and trust building yeah. and and there isn't really a, a push towards having to get anywhere in particular unless that is the goal that is set throughout but then even then at any given session like whether you're doing a scene or you're doing a cuddling session there is still going to be the constant checking in and seeing how each individual is doing because yeah like i think i think something that you know all these sort of alternative approaches to uh, touch can be like whether it's BDSM, whether it's massage therapy, whether it's cuddle therapy, whether it's anything um, is that they're so individualized and yet there's such a, there can be such a mainstream definition of like, Oh yeah. Cuddling. Like, yeah, I know what cuddling is or, Oh yeah. Like BDSM. Like, yeah, I saw 50 shades of gray. Like, you know, yeah. like, I know what that is. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's that, that part has been very exciting for us to see people come in and they come in sometimes with one expectation and then leave kind of realizing like, oh yeah, this is, 
Whoa. <laughs> this isn't this isn't that kind of cuddle. So. Yeah. I love that. So maybe okay, so maybe Emma, you can start this time. What what happens next then? After kind of a warm-up, we're both present in the room, feeling safe, feeling comfortable with each with each other, and we're ready for like the next phase of the session to mm-hmm. to happen. So what then what then happens? Typically. Yeah, so um, within the, that first 10 or 15 minutes, generally we have a, a bit of a sense of what the person is needing. Um, we do this either through words or just intuitively. We can kind of sense what is what is needed for the person, whether that's that's more, you know, a lot of love that that person needs right now or just um, somebody to lean on. Like we, we can kind of get that sense and, and often they'll, they'll They'll say something too, um, but then we'll just kind of take the session in that direction, or or try try a cuddling position, and then see what is needed after that. So after those first ten or fifteen minutes, we go through a few different um, cuddling positions mm-hmm. that that are kind of tailored to this person. Uh, so this may be um, if if someone is is having trouble trusting uh, we may do a position that they have to completely lean on one of us or both of us um, to see how that feels and to 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 just have them relax into the feeling of completely leaning on someone so this could be one of us in a squat position and them just leaning over our back and seeing how that feels and um, just so we'll just go through different positions like this um, that feel comforting but also nourishing and kind of tailored to this person and then we'll actually finish um, with a little cool down and we can go more into that after but we'll we'll do those few positions throughout the session and then we'll end with a cool down and as as we've already mentioned we will check in throughout the session and it may be that they need more of something or that they need us to be closer or further away or we need to try something else or this feels uncomfortable. I don't want to go there right now or I won't like this feels really good. Can we just stay here? Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll check in. We'll check in with him throughout the session, but it, it will be various kind of cuddling or touching positions. That's lovely. And is there typically like, are you chatting while this is happening or does it maybe it doesn't even look one way or is it kind of silent and breathing, deep breathing happening? Like what's, what's the vibe generally and does the client kind of determine that or is it intuitive again? Uh, well, we generally have music playing. Um, it does, it does depend on the client of course. Uh, but I find that um, something that I'll often do is during the meditation, as I'm leading this meditation, I will be, you know, talking about, you know, pay attention to your breath, pay, let's like, let's tune into your feet right now, what are they doing, let's tune into your, your abdomen, like, what are you feeling, where are you feeling stress, where are you feeling relaxation, what are you feeling in your body, but um, if, if I get into, you know, um, talking about something potentially more vulnerable of like, you know, asking them to place their hands where they're feeling tension or where they're feeling holding, and they place it over their heart, I might have my hand over their heart as well and, and say like, okay, like you're good here though. Like we can be okay right here. If that's something you want to practice, like we can, we can lean into this space and you can, you can find solace knowing that like we're here just for you right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is, this is a space for you. And, uh, and I would cry. Times, Do people cry? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It, it does come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this is, this is something that I'm really glad that you say that because yeah, um, we're, you know, we're going through like different things we want to write about and talk about uh, mm-hmm. for the future, but it really, there's a lot of power and vulnerability. I mean, there, there's tons of work going on uh, around this right now. And, and I think something that, you know, that is unappreciated, I think, um, in our modern lives right now is how much vulnerability still comes into play in modern dating, even if we don't want it to even if all the different algorithms like push us away from connection, there is still the desire for connection. And I think what cuddling in particular, cuddling as a service can offer is a space to explore what comes up. If you are the kind of person who can shy away from not wanting to be too much or not wanting to be too little in a 
relationship. Um, it's it's something I found like very powerful to see to see people realize like how much fear or shame or, or nervousness or excitement that comes up from the idea of really going all in and really being there with someone and really knowing that someone is all in with you like right there you know they're not they're not waiting for you to to get anywhere they're just they're just with you mm-hmm. and uh, I think there's a lot of power to us being together. One thing that makes us very unique is that there are two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other other, other cuddling uh, s- uh, companies in the in the states and Canada, uh, we've only ever seen it with one person. And so, uh, feedback we consistently get is that they love that both of us are together because we provide very different yet complementary energies that really marry well together um, between that kind of more masculine type energy and the feminine type energy. Uh, we we offer different kinds of touch, different kinds of words, um, so and they complement very very well. Um, so we've heard. <laughs> so uh, not to boast. So this is yeah. So this is uh, this is something that can you know when you talk about um, you know just feeling held and wanting to cry and everything, it, it can come from either of those energies too, um, and and can feel very uh, very very nourishing um, for people that especially for people that have missed missed one of those um, types of energy more in their life yeah completely so okay you alluded to a cool down so Mm -hmm. if if that kind of gives an accurate idea of like what the main bulk of a session might look like then what does what might a cool down consist of so the cool down is just, well, before, as we're kind of going through our last pose towards the end of the session, we'll ask them if they need anything else. Um, so if, if that means one last pose or one last kind of cuddling pose, uh, then that's when they'll mention it. They'll say, oh, no, I just need a little bit more of this, for example. Yeah. So we'll do that. We'll just check in. We'll make sure that they feel like they've gotten what they need out of that session um, and then, and then we'll just we'll just end the session um, with with a little bit of a cool down. It might just be sitting um, in a triangle on the floor and just taking some deep breaths together, just processing, just letting it, just letting anything from the session kind of wash wash all over us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just yeah, just ending. It's just we just have a a, a short little wrap up um, just to kind of conclude the session. And for us, when it's at our place, it often ends with tea or water. And, and that's, a, it is outside of the session, but it is a, a little extra time to just process and to just be with each other um, and just talk about anything that may, that may still need to be talked about. And how long do these sessions tend to be? Yeah, they tend to be one hour. Um, but uh, we also have 20 minutes um, intro, like just yeah, twenty-minute intro sessions for anyone who hasn't experienced it yet and just wants to get a little sample of what it feels like. So we do free twenty-minute sessions, um, but the general length of a session is around one hour. Yeah, uh, but even then, um, yeah, it's around one hour, one hour fifteen minutes, depending mm-hmm. on, as Emma was saying, like how long um, arriving may feel or how long exiting may feel. Because I think. Um, and I know this arises in therapy as well, and other other professions that are are more that bring up vulnerability. Is that like this isn't something that you know we're kind of we we want to rush, you know, yeah. because we we do really respect the people coming in with with all sorts of different things. And so you know, someone may come and they are totally you know good <laughs> after an hour, but someone else yeah. may you know, want to talk or may just want to like cool down like really like physically be able to just sort of like sit and have to rush out the door. And so of course, like during that period, you know, it's like 15 minutes or so. Um, so yeah, I would say like we are, uh, of course, technically we're aiming for an hour, but um, there is definitely leeway depending on the needs of our clients um, around 15 minutes before and after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so funny that you bring that up because that's another thing that's like very similar to my profession. Like if it especially if it's a client that's never done a professional session before then they don't know how much time they'll need at the end and they don't know exactly what they might need for aftercare like in my in my case aftercare 
they're not totally sure. So you've just kind of got to play it by ear. And again, yeah, some people are totally like, they just bounce up and they're like, well, have a great day. And they like, you know, <laughs> they're like right out the door. And then other people really do need to like sit and process, you know, have quiet time, have a snack, have a tea, decompress, talk about the session if they need to do that. So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you as the facilitator just has to kind of be a little bit adaptable at least right even though you might have a client coming in you know in the next half hour but so within reason but you've got to kind of just judge with how you think they're doing because you want to leave them better than they came in right not worse so and there's nothing worse than kind of feeling like you're kicked out when you're not fully ready i've had therapy sessions like that oh my god oh yeah where it's just like and time's up and i'm like i'm sorry yeah But I'm still upset. (laughs) (laughs) So this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. They are the best in men's below the waist grooming and they offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped sent me their trimmer and a couple other lovely products. Um, it's actually funny. There's like a t-shirt, which was actually a really nice t-shirt. It says Manscaped and it has their tagline, your balls will thank you. And my husband was looking at it and he's like, you got to be a certain kind of guy to wear that shirt. And then the next day he's wearing it. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, I wasn't going to exactly let him have the trimmer though, because I was looking at the trimmer and I'm like, oh, this is the real deal. Apparently it's the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Their lawnmower 3.0 is the shit. It features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, which I mean, I don't even have balls and I've had below the waist grooming accidents and it absolutely sucks. And I can imagine, you know, the way balls are, how much even more difficult they would be to groom than my bits. So when I tell you this is a premium trimmer, I mean premium. The battery apparently lasts up to 90 minutes, so you can take as long a time to shave your bits as you need. There's waterproof technology, so you can do it in the shower if you want. Um, And another cool feature is like there's a little LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. I absolutely loved it. This is hands down the best trimmer I've ever used. And then the other products they sent as well, my husband really loved. They sent us boxers. Matt is really particular with boxers and he tried them on and he's like, oh, can we like order a bunch more? So right away did that. So needless to say, you really want this trimmer and you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Good night. Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. So, okay, maybe then what we can move into talking about is what's happening during COVID and Mm -hmm. specifically let's just talk about you with your business, with your cuddle service. Um, What are you doing to make sure that this is safe for people health wise? Yeah. So we offer in-person sessions, but not everyone is going to want that right now. So we are also offering virtual sessions and lots of people wonder how can they do cuddling virtually? Yeah. I'm so interested (laughs) in this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So for the instant sessions, we ha- we you know, have put all the COVID prevention procedures in place as much as we can. 
So we, we sanitize everything, like all the surfaces um, with a cleaning solution, including all the pillows, couch, everything, um, any handles, anything like that. And then and we get everyone to do a, an assessment form ahead of time before every session. We also wear masks. Yeah, so uh, for in person for virtual sessions, we we it, it it it's it's very similar to the in person session in that we go through the same kind of format. We have we have the check in, we have the the warm up, and we go through some poses. Obviously, the person is going to be doing them alone from their place. But what we try to do is to create the same kind of environment so we get them to get any pillows or blankets that they may have. Um, they may want to make themselves tea or coffee or water um, and have the, the lights kind of dim with uh, some. We will also put some meditation music on and just create that same kind of environment mm -hmm. um, and then have the cool down at the end. What's great about this is that there won't be any of that, hopefully won't be any of that Zoom burnout that a lot of people are talking about, just <laughs> feeling exhausted about being in front of the screen and having to look a certain way. Yeah. Uh, we, we encourage our clients to just be in, in themselves and not have to look at the video. So we will just guide them um, verbally and they can just be in their poses, be in their, in their, in their own comfort on their couch or on their bed um, without having to look at the video. Yeah. yeah, and I think something that's probably, uh, again, relatable for you is how powerful permission is. And uh, through the video sessions, like that's something that comes up very distinctly as well as that this is a space where we are encouraging and we are allowing, and this space like permisses you to really be in yourself and be in your body and be in that vulnerability or the emotions or the stressors or whatever may be coming up without judging it. Like, yeah. and knowing that your audience um, and that life as an us, like we're, we're not going to be, you know, categorizing or, or, or judging like, oh, like, should you really be upset about that? Or maybe you should do the dishes right now or this other thing should happen. Like, this is really a space where, yeah, we are, we are encouraging you to put everything else aside except yourself and just, just be here with yourself. And, and I know like, in a very practical way, like almost all of us have experienced this, like how, how much more effective is our gym routine having a personal trainer versus going ourselves or going right. to a group class or going ourselves, And, and that's something that the in-person sessions um, provide uh, as well as the virtual sessions is really having that, that encouragement and that, that, uh, that co, how do I word it? Created. That co-created uh, discipline. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What I was going to add to with the in-person sessions, this is what I was trying to remember, <laughs> um, is that especially during stage two, we are trying to stay away from the face area. Right. So um, we will focus on like we may do some back to back or we may do some pressing more kind of like lower body pressing down on the feet into the ground, things like that. So we will stay away from the face area, especially during during this this stage of, of uh, yeah, I just I would want to also say that like um, with all with all this that I think the, the the most straightforward way is to say how are we dealing with this during COVID? Like, what are the procedures we're putting in place? We're putting the same procedures that any other touch based practice would be putting in. Like exactly. It, whether yeah, so it's it's not this this isn't something that would be foreign. Like if you're a massage therapist, like similarly, you know, you'd have a mask on, you'd be sanitizing everything. You know, if you go to if you're even picking up at Starbucks, like they're, you'll notice every now and then they're like, they're out there cleaning the handle, you know? So it's like, it's just, this is something that as, as we've all noticed has kind of started to become a new normal. And, and I think, yeah, to, to add on to, to how virtual sessions are proving beneficial is that, yeah, as all of us are starting to notice that, okay, like COVID, all right, it didn't end three months ago. It's still going on. Um, we either have to choose, like, we have to make that choice, you know, I mean, either we stay in this point of isolation, or we find ways to bring the, the village back home with us. And when I say bring the village back home, I mean, I'm a firm believer of, yeah, it does take a village and in this way. I mean, whether it's through Zoom or calls with your friends or, or, or any sort of service, like there, there has to be ways that you can find to, to find some normalcy, um, despite yeah. this, this unusual time i know for us like we've we've taken to bring a lot 
our plants home. We got a fish. We really <laughs> focused on on building up this home atmosphere, and I think it's right. it's made us appreciate that side of our lives a lot more. And uh, and similarly, I think. You know, yeah, I think that's very it. important to uh, to talk about because I I think I also had a conversation about this recently about like. Mm we're realizing now now that it's like the second wave and we're <laughs> heading into fall winter mm-hmm. we're realizing now that it's not over and we need mm-hmm. to stop waiting and like f- f- to do intimacy to have connection with people mm-hmm. to reconnect um with ourselves with our bodies to get some sort of feeling of normalcy as you brought up like we're realizing that we shouldn't just be waiting like we shouldn't just be in this kind of purgatory space we can be doing all of these things in just it just in different ways and yeah maybe it's not exactly the same as you know like an in-person cuddle with your loved one um but we can we can do the next best thing and we should be doing those things because mm. for me that it's the same thing with my with my domination um I'm not doing in-person sessions right now. I did like very, very short time. Um, Hindsight 2020, I could have been doing it through the summer. But anyways, I did for a very short time (laughs) in September and then stopped again. But um, virtual sessions can be really impactful still and really therapeutic. Mm -hmm. So I, I am, I do encourage people to, you know, keep trying keep trying the zoom stuff i know we're zoomed out um we don't want to zoom anymore <laughs> but um <laughs> if, if you get creative like we can still connect you can still get a lot of the same things that you get from physical intimacy would you agree absolutely yeah so okay so maybe next what i would like to speak about with the both of you is some maybe some preconceptions uh that people some misconceptions people have about cuddle therapy about cuddling about specifically maybe you've had some people ask some weird questions of you i can think of a couple (laughs) questions off the top of my head but i'm wondering if you've dealt with any anybody where they just have the wrong idea and and you've had to kind of set them straight about what you do? Well, one thing that um, comes up actually um, quite regularly is just about arousal. Yeah. And people asking whether arousal, like what happens if they get aroused? Right. Um, because it is touch that may happen. And this is something that we want to, you know, make people, people feel comfortable about because that can happen and that might happen and that has happened. Um, it's just that we don't make that the focus of attention and we don't, we don't engage with that in a, in a sexual, any kind of sexual way. So, you know, we'll just, we'll just let that happen. We'll just kind of like ride that wave and just let it, let it happen. So this is, this is something that, um, that comes up. I think that's one of the biggest things that, Mm. you know, people might have questions about like, Oh, what if I get aroused? So. Right. Yeah, and and like you were saying, like uh, or like we all mentioned earlier on, like we all have these, we all start to get these ideas once we hit puberty of what what touch is and what it isn't and what it means. And I think uh, cuddle therapy, it really it offers a, a space to kind of analyze yourself and really check in with yourself of like, just because I'm being touched and I'm feeling aroused, is that do I want that to be my life? Like, do I want this to be something that I worry about, or do I? Do I want myself to be in a position where I am so like stimulated, essentially so 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 um almost um entrenched in this idea that yes, like touch means intimacy and intimacy means sexuality and sexuality means relationship. Like we, we kind of we don't wanna fall into this narrative too much. So that's so that's something that can come up really quickly is kind of noticing, like, you know what, like this space is so clearly not for sex, um, that it, it kind of it puts me in a position of having to really reflect and notice myself and notice like what else can I be receiving from touch if I'm if if my predominant thought is sex when it comes to touch like could I be missing something else is there something mm-hmm. else that I could be sinking my teeth into mm-hmm. yeah that's very interesting and I mean that's something that I come up with in facilitating my work as well like some parts can be sexual, but some parts, like I I do encourage people to really embrace and explore non-sexual, like non-genital based domination, Mm -hmm. like, and Mm -hmm. things like platonic kink, 
Um, those are, you know, conversations that I really like to get out there that there's like so much more to, I mean, I'm speaking from like my experience. So I just want to tell people that there's so much more to kink than like genitals, than like sex, than sexual scenes, even though those are perfectly valid and can be absolutely lovely as well. It's like, there's a lot more there to explore. Like if you're talking about the range, you know, Mm of like power dynamics and of physical touch as you're saying like Mm -hmm. it's really huge it's really unlimited um so Mm -hmm. why why not explore that too just as eagerly as we want to explore sexual kink scenes you know Mm -hmm. and in general we we talk to our clients about anything that that may come up um and whether that be um around topics around sexual arousal or sex um it could also be you know what if they get they get attached like i think that's also something that people are afraid of getting attached to to us so this is something you know if it comes up this is also something that we will talk like we encourage them to bring up so that we can encourage the conversation and maybe exploring why that's coming up and 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 you know what to do with that Mm -hmm. so that's okay too. Yeah, that is very interesting. That's, again, something else that I deal with, like people mm-hmm. fall in love with their dominatrix, because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's interesting, the connections we have in our brain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's worth exploring. As you said, that's worth having a conversation about, for sure. Mm-hmm. And being like, okay, so I understand what this feels like to you. And um let's talk about it because I'm a, I'm a professional, you know, offering you a service. I'm not your girlfriend. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and something that I think came up for me when I first started doing more dance that was contact oriented. And I, I felt like the feeling was like, Oh, I'm falling in love with everyone. Like, yes, oh my I have gosh. crushes on literally <laughs> everyone. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was very, how to say it, it was like confusing. And it's like, what do I do with this? And am I just going to like feel in love with anyone that I touch? (laughs) Like it could just be my arm touching another person's arm. (laughs) So yeah, that's something I definitely, that was one of the first things that I had to explore personally when I started receiving more touch um, platonically. Yeah. I want to say, I feel like I I experienced that too growing up as well. And as I said, like in my mid twenties, like uh, as soon as I started bringing in touch more, um, yeah, I feel like we're as much as I mean, you can see it in the media, like, you know, sex is is not is like if anything celebrated compared to violence, you know, um, when it comes to putting out movies or TV shows or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like this sort of messaging really gets brains, it gets into all of our brains. And so it can be very easy to to just fall into that trap of like as soon as you start to feel more open or more vulnerable that sense of vulnerability, that sense of being more open, it immediately, like, it skips all these other steps, like, <laughs> all these other spaces that vulnerability can inhabit, and then suddenly dives headfirst into love, or dives headfirst into lust, or whatever it is. Um, and so, really, this is, like, I, I'm sure, like, through your work as a, as a dom, and through our work as cuddle therapists, like, it really, it really provides us a, a space where people can explore that, and kind of notice, like, you know what, like, this person isn't going to be kind of in this whirlwind with me. Like this person is in a whole other story. And so I get to know that this is just my story. And, and I know that I'm going to be like respected in that story and that I can explore that like myself without feeling like I have to uh, like suddenly, I don't know, suddenly like change or suddenly like, I don't know how to word it. Like something this I'm, I always have trouble pinpointing exactly what it is but i feel like again because of how touch starved our society is and how it's all pointing towards like if you do receive touch it has to kind of go straight towards romantic connection right i think that ends up putting us in a position of not really understanding the breadth of our own needs and what we really want and it puts us in a place of looking towards tinder looking towards dating in general looking towards going to a salsa class when we're really looking towards a friend. We're, we're really looking for a friend. We're looking for connection. We're looking for family. We're looking to, to even get back in touch with ourselves and kind of become our own friend again. That's something our, our daughter said once. Um, 
She, <laughs> I was talking to her about like, you know, like, oh, what are the friends you made at school today? And she was like, five. And then she was like, oh, wait, no, six. And I was like, oh, six? She was like, yeah, me. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was so sweet. And I was sweet like, that is something angel. we all need to know. You know, it's like you always, you are your first friend. And, yeah. uh, and I think something that we really want to encourage is that, you know, we don't want you coming back forever. You know, like we want, we like, like on our own side, on a personal level, like we would want to see you being able to come to that place of, of building those own connections for yourself and having those kind of friendships and, and having that kind of connection with yourself where you know that, you know, you can, you can safely seek out these, these connections that you may be wanting, but not, but not really feeling validated before exploring it with us or with yourself through other means. Yeah. That's such a great point. Is that kind of part of the session as well? Like giving them the tools to seek out and ask for these things like in their lives, like outside of hiring you? Of course. And it's something that actually we don't even really need to talk about that much because it just happens naturally. It just, I, just by coming to us, it brings up things for them. It makes them reflect on different things. And a lot of, a lot of the session happens between the sessions. Mm -hmm. A lot of, a lot of the work happens not in the session with us, but in between and so they, uh, they, they come to this often on their own and, and realizing what's, in, what's needed more for them in their life, what they would like more of. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm trying to, I always find parallels towards my own work. So I'm like, do I want people to not hire me? I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes and no. Same thing, like yes and no, right. If they truly don't have access to it in their lives and I'm the only way that they have access to like mm. their kinks for example then I'm happy mm. to provide that to them but yeah it's it's kind of that the flip side of that it's like well I don't want to be the only person that they mm. w in which mm. they can access you know their kinks their vulnerability as mm. we're talking about like physical touch things like that it's like I would love for it to be not as taboo like for them to not be as afraid to come out mm. with their kinks just like for you like for people it can be a, a tough ask to just ask for platonic touch for physical touch mm -hmm. for you know um, a vulnerable connection with somebody that's already in their lives a friend or family or anything like that mm. those are all taboo in their own ways you know what i mean like difficult mm -hmm. conversations to have and that's why our jobs exist I mean, there are mm -hmm. other reasons, but that's a big part of why both of our jobs exist, which is kind of sad, you know? Yeah, but I want to say that um, even if either of our clients uh, start to discover those connections outside of uh, sessions with either of us, something that um, going to a professional offers that going to a friend will never offer is that sense of neutrality. Right. Because we don't have a stake, and they don't have a stake with us either. I mean, they, there is that client and, uh, and professional uh, bond, right? Like there isn't, there is, there is no other dynamic. Like we aren't, we aren't looking to to go to movies afterwards. You know, we're looking to have dinner afterwards. Like this, this is a space for you to practice. And and this, I'm not, I'm not sure where the parallels draw here. I'm sure there are parallels, but like just coming back to us, like yeah, like this is. I feel like, um, and I know there's there's been a lot of writing in this, but like half of life is practice, half of it is performance, you know, and, and this is what we're offering is a space to practice. And right. when you go out into the world, like that's where you can start applying these practices. Um, but that doesn't mean that like with anything, like you don't go to university and then never go back to university. Or you don't, you don't learn like a new way to practice your craft as a dominatrix and then just stop for the next 40 years. Like it's right. always, there's always that returning. And so in this way, um, as someone who would be exploring touch or exploring their own sense of vulnerability, this is always somewhere that you can come back to, to kind of check with yourself, knowing that, yeah, like there isn't any other, any other like a uh, string that's attached to this beyond professional. And this, and this may also be something that people return to at different points in their life or that they need after certain events in their life. Um, so for example, having lost a loved one, you know, people who are grieving may want this service more for us for a, for acute moment in time um, and uh, or, or people who are having who have just come out and who are having difficulties with their parents who are feeling very um, pushed away um, from their family may really 
feel the need for this or people who didn't receive touch when they were young. Um, so um, there may be a whole lot of different reasons that people come to us at different points in time. And we keep saying, you know, we, we absolutely don't want to make anyone come to us at all. It really will depend on where they are in their life and they'll need this. They'll know when they, you know, people will know when they need this um, and will will come if they need it. Amazing. Okay, so we should be wrapping up, but I want to ask you before we start talking about all your where people can book you, find you, follow you, watch all your lovely little educational <laughs> videos and everything like that. But first, I'd like to ask if you have any, um, any last thoughts, just anything you would like to let people know that we haven't talked about yet about what you do? Um, or anything just maybe that people wouldn't realize about what you do? Um, some a last thought that I would like to just kind of put out there is for all the people who may have lost a loved one or lost a business or lost their job, like, you know, we see you, we hear you, we love you. And um, for all those that are, yeah, that are interested in the service, um, but don't want to be that close with others right now during the COVID and aren't comfortable with virtual, um, again, we see you, you know, and we, and I just, I want to be someone that can, I want to at least be one of the potential many voices in your, in your life that you hear that your your desire for touch, your desire for connection is very, very valid. And it is very, it's, it's very desirable. Like that is something that, that we want to celebrate. I would, that's exactly what I would have said. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but really, uh, we, this is, I, I mean, my last, my last thing that I would say is, is, is don't be shy. Don't be afraid to just talk to us through any of the ways that you can contact us, mm -hmm. which we will talk about after, mm -hmm. but, Great um, <laughs> even through, even through, you know, Instagram messages, like any, any kind of, we're, we're kind of available and anywhere on, on, uh, on our platforms. So, so don't be, don't be afraid. I think that, uh, we've had quite a number of calls from people feeling really shy and, and, and almost speaking very quietly to the point that it's, it's hard to even hear them. It's just, just really kind of afraid yeah. or, or there may be a bit of shame there in asking for this. And, mm -hmm. and for, for those people, we, we are here too. We, mm -hmm. we, we really, um, we, we really are here for that and and that's that's what we're here to to support and help with so so please okay. feel free to 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 reach out in any way that feels comfortable for you yeah and that that shame that may be arising that fear that may be arising i would want to just remind you that this is something that is is very new you know and this is something that uh, a lot of us may not realize is available and and same with when exploring your kinks it's like you may live the majority of your life thinking that there's something very different or strange or like just, no, there's not a place for this. But as it is for you as being a dominatrix, like that is a place to explore your kinks. So it is a call out to kind of be like, you know what, like for us as well, like if you want to explore this, like this, this is a safe place to do it. Yeah. You know, like this is like, welcome. <laughs> you know, you have chance. arrived. Yes. Yeah. The time's um, now. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. All right. So since we, we want to encourage people to reach out to you, where can we find and follow you? So you can find us. Uh, so our website is thecuddlecouple.com. Thecuddlecouple.com. And then we are on Instagram and Facebook at The Cuddle Couple. Anything else you would like to tell people about? Maybe do you have anything coming up you want people to stay tuned for or something like this? So what 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 we'd like to say is you can you can book. We have just in terms of booking, we have a booking system on our website that you can just book through. Great. Um, and then, but you're also welcome to do that through messaging on Facebook or Instagram. Um, we are really wanting to do more workshop. We have a lot of ideas and plans mm -hmm. for the future. So. Um, yeah, we'd like to do many more webinars and workshops and things like that. So Great. if you follow us, then we will we will be able to be in touch with that too. Yeah, and in the spirit of this of accessibility, um, yeah, if, if there's any monetary restraints for you, don't don't hesitate reaching out. And yeah, of course, like regardless monetary restraints or not, um, you can always come in for a trial session of twenty minutes for free. Um, pretty sure that was updated on yeah. 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 Okay. So we're good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just want to make that clear. I, I yeah. Um, this is something that we we just want to be accessible for. 
people because I know that on top of like nervousness and all this other stuff that comes up, like, you know, money Finances is a real is another issue thing. sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Thank you so much for the two of you. Let me think what I need to tell the people. Um, don't get into my DMs. Um, you can email me at ladypim <laughs> at protonmail.com or thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash thebedpostshow. Um, I want to always thank the lovely lady who does all the original music for my podcast. That is Stephanie Copeland. You can find her at mm. stephcopelandmusic.com. You can follow me uh, on Twitter at theladypim1, on Instagram at theladypim, or on instagram at the bedpost sex show nope uh the that one got deleted um because i had the word sex in it um at the bedpost podcast so thank you so much once again to the cuddle couple thank you so much thank you so much for having us this was really it has been so lovely for me as well and i want to thank everyone who's been watching we will see you next week with another fun and sexy guest or maybe two maybe three next time maybe it'll be a foursome next time here on the bedpost podcast talking about sex and sexuality bye this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar